0: Welcome to Seek Justice, a podcast that takes a deep dive into the nuances of criminal justice. Good morning, Dennis. Good
1: morning, Eric. How are you?
0: Pretty good. So today you told me you wanted to talk about Mayor Pete's uh, criminal justice reform plans. Uh, Pete Buttigieg is one of the presidential candidates for 2020, and he has... Published two separate things. One is just the sort of uh, summary where he uses all caps so much it really sort of feels like he's yelling at me. Yelling at me, um, but and then also he's got this uh, sixteen-page uh, PDF that, um, that where he has some detailed his outlines. Um, so you have read through some of this. Uh, what are your yeah. what are your over overview
1: thoughts? Well, so. My initial thoughts are just around the presentation here. I think in spite of the uh, feeling by some, including you, that Caps is yelling, um, which is an, an odd uh, feeling, I guess. Uh, but he, I think he does something smart in that he, he summarizes it when you go to his website. And that means in just a couple of rolls of your cursor, you can get the highlights. He does a nice job in the summary of... Uh, Giving you some uh, citations. And so I like that part of it. Uh, But of course, we want more meat, so to speak, more meat from Pete. Um, And so when you go to his his, uh, rather long and very detailed criminal justice uh, plan called Securing Justice, Reforming Our Criminal Legal System, which is an interesting way to put it, Uh um, he has really got a lot of very, very good citations. And it's written like you might expect a Rhodes Scholar to write it. I mean, it's it's written like a, like a paper. Hmm. Um, and what's nice about it is that you can see without having to click anywhere what the source of the evidence is, the citation is, right on the same page as you're reading it, which I think is handy and informative, but also in uh, most of the uh, footnotes right. that are included on the page, um, he has links. Mm-hmm. So you can get into the depth of it. So from the general kind of perspective that we've been looking at these candidates, we've looked at Biden uh, and uh, Bernie Sanders and uh, Kamala Harris, I believe, are the three we've done so far. We dedicated two episodes to Bernie Sanders. Um, and, to and we kind of looked it. at them from, from the early perspectives of you know how do they come across, how do they look, and how research oriented are they? How realistic are they? Is the next thing that we can take a look at. One of the things that's interesting about Buttigieg is that when he um, was in high school, he won a essay contest for uh, profiles and courage type essays, and the subject of his essay was none other than Bernie Sanders. Huh. Yeah. So I'm. I'm I mean, if he goes soft on Bernie, that that may be why he's he's quoted. Um, and, you know, he's got quite a uh, education. He speaks several languages. He's done tours overseas uh, as the first uh, openly gay uh, presidential aspirant. Um, he's got some interesting uh, characteristics that have got to be taken into account politically. But right. from what I've seen and what I've read so far, it's not really an issue because it's all about so far policy positions and how he comes across he's extraordinarily well spoken uh obviously very intelligent and very thoughtful and i i expect that what we'll see in this justice plan is what we've seen from him on the campaign trail in general which is he's much more centrist right some would say i'm not quite with this that he's a young younger version of uh, joe biden only in as much i think as he's uh claiming the center and Staying away from the rather um, perhaps unattainable vision of a, a Bernie Sanders or a Elizabeth Warren, who he's criticized uh, quite clearly for being non-specific. He, of course, is very specific. And one of the reasons that he can be specific is he's not promising, uh, you know, crazy uh, stuff that that there's no way of getting it right. um, passed. So uh, that's kind of my my opening uh, feedback.
0: Mm hmm. Okay, uh, should we dive into this document and see what sure.
1: are sure. it's it's Sure, it's striking, uh, you know, in the introductions that we see in each of the candidates, they, they tend to lay out in the first couple of paragraphs what their major focal point is, and um, he gives the same types of citations that other do about the highest rate of incarceration, and, uh, but uh, I don't remember seeing this in the other candidates' positions, or at least not in the opening, he cites the fact that 34 states decreased crime while simultaneously reducing their prison populations, and then cites uh, the literature about that, and I think that that's a really smart thing to do, because he immediately sets forth that this is something that we're already working on, and therefore, what he proposes is attainable. Um, he also says in the very opening paragraph, which I think is is quite quite smart, need a leader with courage to take bold action at the federal level and then drive similar reforms at the state and local level. And so he starts right out right away talking about what he can control and then what he wants to help drive or helps lead. And I think that's smart as well. He also, of course, as everyone would, um, talks about uh, unchecked pressure on the most vulnerable, particularly Black, uh, Latinx and low-income people. Mm -hmm. Starts right away with uh, bail reform, legal assistance, harsh sentences, etc. Um, and then he uh, talks about balance. But then in the third opening paragraph, he gets right at which is going to be a cornerstone, I believe, is about policing. Okay. And as, as we as we critique the other candidates, uh, Bernie, uh, if I recall this correctly, did not talk favorably at all okay. about police and prosecutors. Uh, Kamala Harris did. Uh, Elizabeth Warren did a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And we recognized and thought it's a good idea uh, to go ahead and start that way, because it's true. And he says right off the bat, the overwhelming majority of police and prosecutors are dedicated public servants committed to upholding their oath to the Constitution and their mission to serve and protect. Just a couple sentences. Very good. And then a linchpin of his whole proposal, I suspect, despite the good intentions, serious systemic law enforcement issues have cost the lives of Atlanta Jefferson, Gotham Jean, and countless others and he sees police more like an occupying force than a protective one, and it's time to reimagine policing. Mm -hmm. So he does a really nice job here, I think, of setting the stage. Uh, These are people that that we can trust, we should trust. There's some systematic uh, changes that are required, and he wants to reimagine it, and so he comes across, I think, as visionary. Um, Interesting, there's no uh, citations uh, in this paragraph. and uh, you would think there would be, given the number of citations that he has, but there isn't. Um, and then in the next paragraph, he's quite clear, too, that the justice system is unfair and racist. Yep. And this must change. He's uh, quite clear about it. And all in this opening, you know, he, he he's kind of sets the stage there and know that the context, you know, uh, Biden, uh, as we talked about, has some baggage because of his support for the 1994 Omnibus Crime Bill and a lot of the stuff he's done at the Senate. In uh, Mayor Pete's case, he had a murder of a, a police officer during uh, his campaign, and he was criticized for taking uh, positions that were more uh, politically uh, in tune than community in tune, mm-hmm. and there's been a lot of criticism, and I've seen a lot of interviews with him where the interviewer is going to hit that hard in the beginning. And one of the things that he says that's important is he says there's some things I got wrong, there's some things that I didn't do well at. How refreshing some that a politician yes. adm- admitting mistakes. Well, and, they so rarely do that. He just is is, is very uh, different about that, and because he's so well spoken and, and well studied. He can follow that up immediately with what he wished he had done better, and then lay out his plan. And he pivots extraordinarily well, as as do the others. I think Elizabeth Warren is 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 good, although I get uh, too much lately from her of just not answering the question, and I haven't uh, seen an example of Pete uh, not answering the question. So I like that, mm-hmm. um, and so I like I like the setup. I like the intro. Um, He wants to cut the size of the incarcerated population by 50 percent, help them uh, be prepared for reintegration and uh, a real second chance, et cetera, et cetera. And he mentions here, uh, going back to to his uh, religious roots, whatever they may be, um, talks about redemption for the formerly uh, accused or formerly imprisoned. And I think that's that's also a nice touch. So he hits a lot of really good tones uh, in this intro and uh, some good citations. And he starts out uh, with reducing incarceration, again, uh, both federal and state levels by 50%. So what he does here, which is smart, is he breaks it into those two. You know, and so he's got good citations about too many uh, people locked up, highest incarceration in the world, and cites what I've often talked about in these uh, webcasts, in these uh, podcasts, I should say, is the fact that, that if you uh, incarcerate the wrong people or people that aren't, uh, don't need it. Yeah. Uh, we don't need to be afraid of that. We will increase crime. And, um, he's got a citation of, of that. And, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's good. It's smart. And I like it. Nice. Um, and he's going into some, uh, territory here. That's less charted, uh, I would say. Um, and so he, um, First, he wants to double funding for federal grants for states that commit to meaningful reform. Right off the bat here, talking about uh, spending some dollars. I don't see a dollar amount here. I, I, I wish there were. Uh, I don't know if it's a, I don't know what the current rate is. You'd think he'd have that cited, what it is now, what it will be, because he talks about doubling it. Um, but it is a good recognition that uh, in order, it's incentive, incentive to, uh, for states uh, drug rehab, affordable housing, behavior health treatment, subsidized transportation, and he wants to triple funding for technical assistance and training efforts. But again, he doesn't say what it is now, and he doesn't say what it will be then, and he doesn't say how he's going to pay for it. So while these citations are good from a you know, an evidence-based criminal justice perspective, from a financial uh, perspective here, uh, right off the bat, it seems a little weak uh, on specifics. Um, then he switches to federal uh, level eliminate incarceration for drug possession, reduce sentences for other drug offenses, and apply these reductions retroactively. Uh, Wow, that's uh, two big pieces. Uh, Retroactive uh, reduction in sentence results in, obviously, what are factually early releases. And, And while the research would show that those persons that are early released are not committing crimes at a, a greater rate mm-hmm. than they would have or others would have who are released in a timely manner. And some may commit more crimes, some may commit less, so it kind of evens out. But the problem is that those people are tracked. It was not a problem they're tracked, but when you do track them, you find out that some of the ones that were released two months early, three months early, a year early during that time may commit some uh, heinous acts. I always wonder about the 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 sense of uh, adjusting things like smartly here, like drug possession and drug offenses, Mm -hmm. and tying it to a retroactivity because it has the tendency to really aggravate the reform and to give the opponents of it some very, very concrete ammunition to attack it and can lead as it has at the state level into turning back the reforms in the first place. And while that may be unfair, because it just the statistics are not indicating that that rate of crime is any different, perhaps than it would have been had they completed their whole sentence, it's just hard to, to, to deal with it uh, politically. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's he, um, he. doesn't say here at all um, how he's going to do this. He wants to. <laughs> he wants to eliminate federal incarceration for drug possession. The word Congress uh, isn't in here at all. Oh. Um, party politics isn't in here at all, and so we're still on, pay, you know, we're on page two here, and he's already fallen into the same trap that we've seen some of the other candidates. Certainly, Biden uh, did this, and, and Bernie was awful about this. Uh, Warren, uh, not so bad, because she did talk about having to work with Congress, but he doesn't say it here. Yeah, and and and, and we know that the, 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 if he's president. Congress is gonna have a Republican Senate. You can't get anything out of Congress without that. How's he gonna do this? I I, I I don't know. Now, what's interesting, in the next uh, section about legalizing marijuana, and automatically expunge past convictions, which once again, you've got that duality of, all right, well, let's reform it, so from this point forward, blah, 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 but also let's look backwards and expunge past convictions. So. Not as politically, uh, potentially damaging as as early releases, but here he says he'll push Congress to pass legislation requiring that a significant percentage of tax revenue flowing from legalization is directed back to the communities and people most devastated by the war on drugs. Um, Further, uh, he states um, that he will develop programs uh, supporting an entrepreneur, uh entrepreneurial uh, creativity of people with marijuana convictions and people of color in the newly legalized industry. Well, yeah, that's platitude and sure, but how are you going to do that? You know, how 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 are you going to how are you going to do it at the federal level? if You're going to push Congress, understand? But how are you going to get that happen at the state level? And even more emphatically, how are you going to do that in the specific local jurisdictions, cities and counties and parishes have the capability to support or non-support uh, dispensaries in their own communities, in their neighborhoods. Right. There's zoning issues, and it's nice that he says he's going to push it, but a uh, little short on details, which I think is odd coming from a mayor.
0: Um, yeah, you think you don't know the. Ins and outs of uh, what is in the jurisdiction of a city.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't quite, uh, quite understand it. Um, why he would be, a bit, uh, a bit more specific here, to say the least. Uh, let's see where he goes here. I'm having trouble with my cursor. Um, here we go.
0: Eliminate mandatory minimums.
1: Yeah. Um, good data. Uh, good goal Um, not a word about how to do it not a word Um, doesn't mention Congress doesn't mention states um, doesn't mention politics at all I don't I don't uh, know why uh, he doesn't get specific here it's too bad Because Um, mandatory minimums that's very much a legislative very much very very much and uh, and, some at the federal level but mostly at the state level and at the state level, you're going to deal with Republican governors, Republican legislatures. I don't know. you know. It, it, it's nice that he sets it up as a goal, but if it's a plan, it should be more than just what he wants to do. It should be how he wants to do it. So, so far, I'm not particularly impressed with uh, any details. Um, he wants to direct the U.S. Sentencing Commission to explore sentencing caps for all crimes. Um, and he's committed to exploring innovative policy solutions to address the nation's over-incarceration crisis. Well, okay. Uh, So you want them to explore it, and they're going to explore it, and then what? You know? um, Commute sentences of people incarcerated in the federal system and uh, establish a clemency commission. So, this is uh, a very uh, realistic, uh, planful uh, approach here. It's within his Purview is the president to create uh, an independent clemency commission, Um, and he uses the phrase here again uh, to explore broad categories of people to be released and is willing to exercise this executive authority for the good of the many in line with the historical origins of mass clemency. Now, I don't know what that line does for you, but I scratch my head. What is mass clemency? Well, that would be let out everybody, uh, like you said earlier, that uh, is in federal prison for uh, drug offense, for drug possession. Ah. And I don't I don't know what the federal uh, data is on people who are in federal institutions only for possession. I would be quite surprised if it was very high. Most people are there for possessing a big enough quantity that they're in there for, for sales and delivery mm-hmm. rather than possession. I may have mentioned it in an earlier uh, podcast that when I looked at the data in Michigan, because the uh, activists were talking about how unfair it was to lock people up in Michigan prisons for possession, I found not one single prisoner in the entire state prison system that was there for simple possession. They were there for a bunch of stuff, including possession. Uh, And often the possession charge was something that happened after the investigation or the arrest, where they're busted for, you know, a much more serious crime. And while they're you know, being arrested and whatnot, they find marijuana so they can bust him for possession as well, him or her. Right. Um, so I don't know what that means, but for a Rhodes Scholar that's got, you know, I don't know how many citations there we'll get to the end and see, it's probably about 50, maybe he would uh, cite that because here we are and we know something about this, I don't know what he means. The uh, you know, historical, uh, in line, origins the historical origins of mass clemency, I don't know what is it, I don't know what that means. Fight the profit motive, abolish private federal prisons, um i don't know if he can do that without legislation i don't think so maybe maybe he can uh simply refuse to fund them which the executive can do Uh Um, support states that are eliminating the for-profit bail Um, it doesn't say how Uh, glad that he wants to do it work to eliminate poverty-based incarceration by making sure bail is never set beyond an individual's ability to pay doesn't say he's going to work to eliminate it. Right. How? You know, uh, it's 16 pages, Pete. It could be 25 if you would include a plan of action here somehow. What are you going to do in the first 30, 60, 90, 180 days, two years, four years, whatever? Right. Work with states to cap the amount of revenue cities and counties receive from fines and fees so police can focus on protecting public safety rather than raising revenue. The Department of Justice will coordinate collecting data on these fines and fees and make it publicly available and provide technical assistance to assist in creating revenue alternatives. Okay, well, that's got some action planning in there. Don't know what he wants to uh, pay for that, where he's going to raise the money, how much is it going to cost, and what type of technical assistance are they going to provide that would lead them uh, to, to do this. There's no citation here. Uh, for example, what are some uh, available uh, alternatives uh, for replacing that revenue? Give us a citation. Right. Incentivize states to provide free phone calls. Good, good data. Um, by expanding the allowable uses of burn-jack grant funds, states will be able to offset the cost of free inmate phone calls and technologies behind them. Well, okay, burn-jack funding has been cut. That's federal uh, money for crime reduction efforts at the state level. It's been cut. So c- creating an ad- additional use of the fund when it's already been cut, uh, I'm not sure that's going to do much. How, how expensive are phone calls? Uh, well, they can charge whatever they want. They're charging, in some cases, a couple of bucks a minute. And then that generates revenue both for the phone company and for the state. In Michigan, we generated uh, about 10 years ago. I don't know what it is now, two to three million dollars a year from overcharging, and uh, we finally convinced the director to make a connection between those funds and what we spend on reentry. <laughs> even though it was, it was a bit of a shell game, because you know when you get money in your budget, you don't actually uh, connect a dollar earned or revenue into a dollar spent. It's right. all the revenue is mixed, and then the budget comes out. But you can point to a, a three million dollar line item in a reentry uh, budget and say that's funded by uh, you know by the by the revenue from, from the telephone calls. But still, um, this isn't very uh, particularly realistic. Um, that just seems that so
0: so cruel just because you've got someone locked up that you can you know gouge them on on phone calls.
1: Uh, oh, it's it's yeah, it's capitalism. And the, another thing to look at is what these guys have to pay a commensurate with their revenue. For cigarettes and candy and gum and stuff in the commissary, right, right. Where you know they're getting a penny a day in some cases, a penny an hour. That means that they've got to work for a year and a half to be able to afford a pack of cigarettes. I mean, Jesus, it's uh, there's there's a lot of that uh, going around. Uh, Okay. So wants to push for federal legislation to prohibit price gouging and limit the percentage that people are incarcerated can be charged for goods and services. So and and, uh, so what I just mentioned, I didn't know that it was. uh, the next bullet um right but it makes sense and um he wants to pass federal legislation to cap processing fees for commissary contributions so i'm glad that he pointed this out nobody else has got into the weeds like this uh-huh. um, but it's it's totally absent of citations um and i don't understand if a president wants to push for such legislation um how and when and uh, you know, where is the priority of this item, and how does it fit in the others? And what are we going to do about a Republican-controlled Senate, et cetera? So, yeah. just a whole series of things there. Um, wants to end the criminalization of poverty, and it's linked to incarceration. Um, you know, good data, good citations, um, including this one in a recent study in Alabama. 83% of individuals said they gave up necessities such as rent, food, and medical bills to pay their court debts. And 38% admitted to committing another crime just to be able to pay. Wow. This is a smart, smart way to point out why you want to do what you want to do. The other candidates have this as well. You'll you'll read when you read Vox, uh, for example. The show notes could link to a great article that Vox did a little— uh, High-level review, I must say, uh, but they say that his plan is similar to others, although a, a greater emphasis on police, et cetera, which we'll get to. Um, but this is an example of how he's different in that I think he does a, a much better job, certainly in this bullet, and, and pretty consistent throughout of of, of of showing the statistics as to why he wants to do it. Not uniform, as we mentioned, right? and uh, talks about the racial impact. And that's why Pete will push to eliminate arrest and incarceration as punishment for failing to pay financial obligations, Require states to account for a person's ability to pay before levying fines and fees, and end practices, end them, that create additional economic burdens, such as suspending driver's license for failing to pay criminal justice debts. That's great, Pete. Yep. How are you going to do it, man? You, is that an incentive? How are you going to replace that money? What's the price tag? Are you going to raise taxes to do this? Yeah. This isn't cheap. And it's a lot of its politics and I don't know uh, I don't know about it's it's just another uh, example I think of perhaps overpromising when you don't have a link to action. Right. He wants to establish a commission to study how consumer protection and credit reporting standards can be used to protect the records of people with convictions. Talks about potential recommendations and it's like, great. So what? You know, study it to death, man. I don't know. Um, And that's the section there. Uh, So we're, that that I believe, uh, yeah, title was, uh, what was the title of that? Reduce incarceration. Reduce incarceration. Now we're elevating people committed to reform across the justice system. Um, It's important to have the right leaders. It's kind of an odd way to put it. Um, I don't know what he meant by that to begin with. But then you say, ah, he's talking about public defenders, um, funds to support immigration specialists within public defenders' offices, incentivize prosecutors to increase transparency and accountability. Um, Incentivize prosecutors. Doesn't say how doesn't say how much doesn't say how he's going to do it. Yeah. Good idea. Uh, let us know how. And, and maybe there's a whole another section here I'm missing. And we'll see it at the end. That it says what I will do how and when but I, I kind of doubt it. <laughs> yeah. He wants to uh, support the local democratically elected prosecutors who are at the forefront of a movement designed to reduce incarceration, increase fairness and tackle systems racism all while making us safer Uh, and then he's got a citation here and i'm familiar with this article about how progressive prosecutors can transform the criminal justice system it's just a smattering it's not a widespread effort Um, he wants to support it um, to provide federal funding for innovative projects and by creating a joint local state federal task force on creative approaches to systemic reform that will build off the successes of local prosecutor's office. That's not a bad idea. Uh, I don't know why I didn't say it earlier. Um, he's linking it to, to prosecutors, which actually is smart from a, a political and a justice system perspective, because if you can win them over, the odds are greater that you'll have uh, less uh, controversy. Um, but uh, I don't know what the, what the price tag here would be. Yeah. Wants to um, diversify the uh, judiciary, the federal bench at all levels is overstocked with prosecutors. Okay. Uh, interesting. He wants to bring balance by nominating judges with experience in civil rights and criminal defense and pledges to appoint women and people of color in proportion to their overall representation in our country. Uh, interesting. And representation in our country uh, quite different from representation, representation of the district where they serve. Because <laughs> right. if it was D.C. or Detroit, it would be 85% black and whatever. So he's shying away from that. But this is a, a good example of something that he can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he doesn't mention the fact that he's got to get them through Congress. Um, right, a Republican it's Congress. through a Republican Senate. Um, and I'm not sure um, what the advantage here is slamming prosecutors. Um, it kind of belies what he said up above. You know, I don't think that it hurts. The position he's taking uh, to just not say that, right. um, and the prosecutors who are judges all pass scrutiny. Um, so I don't, I don't know uh, if he wants to slam their decisions, then slam their decisions. But I don't think that you necessarily want to start by saying you get too many people with a certain job experience. But you know, <laughs> whatever, it's a, it's a jab. Um, yeah. Appoint people deeply committed to reforming our criminal legal system. And you know, throughout here, he doesn't talk about the justice system because he, he sets in the outset it's not it's not just at all. So he does something uh, a little unusual and he calls it the criminal uh, legal system, right. uh, which I suppose is fine, I'm not sure that it it does what he wants it to do, it just seems a slight confusing. Pete will appoint an attorney general, deputy attorney general, U.N. sentencing commissioners who are committed to the fundamental uh, transformation of our justice and now he calls it the criminal justice system so yeah. having having just said that now he <laughs> folds back to the old, old old thing so he can do this uh uh they got a good confirmation um doesn't mention it um and you know whatever promote justice for use is the next section uh good data
0: uh-huh.
1: uh, incarceration rate of youth Forty thousand children are incarcerated any given day but overall numbers are slowly declining the racial gap is getting worse and as president he will reduce youth incarceration support states efforts to raise the age removes, remove youth from adult courts jails and prisons and the school pipeline for youth and that's uh prioritize enforcement of the ban on juvenile mandatory life remove barriers to justice involve youth initiate families of incarcerated children ensure fairness and equity uh, and then uh, uh, a couple of other things here. So that's kind of the litany to, to begin with. And um, here he gets specific when he wants to reduce youth incarceration. He wants to support state efforts to abolish youth prisons and replace them with community-based programs by investing a new 100 million federal competitive grant for states and localities. And he'll also move the Office of Juvenile Justice and Delinquency Prevention into the Administration for Children and Family Services Division of the Department of Health and Human Services. So. Here he's got a price tag. Uh, we don't know where the money comes from. Uh, we can assume, uh, since he's a Democrat and a liberal, he plans on raising taxes right. or eliminating, as I know he, he does, reducing the uh, uh, number of uh, free tax breaks that the very wealthy get. That's mm-hmm. where a lot of folks in the uh, running for president think they're going to get the money. It's not nearly enough to pay for the things they want to pay for. There will be uh, changes in, in, in taxes. I wonder why he doesn't uh, explain why, uh, moving the chairs on the deck of the, of the ship is going to change things an opportunity to, to, to say here he wants to move OJJDP into Children and Family Services to make the point that they should be uh, uh, looked at not from a, a justice standpoint solely but also from a human service standpoint right. and move it forward to community based programs but he, he misses the opportunity to say that um, when he talks about raising the age, he says simply, uh, he will work with states to support the establishment of minimum age of criminal responsibility of at least fourteen. Wow! Yeah, that's uh, fourteen. That's wow! Pretty low. Go for it, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> we know the brain science says that folks' brains aren't formed well enough in men to the age of twenty-five. We've seen a movement of raising the age uh, to 18, which we've seen success state after state. uh, And those states, including Michigan, where I was part of that uh, effort in a small uh, role, um, argued for it to be 21, but it was a non-starter. So, you know, he's setting his sights at 14. Well, let's not get too crazy, man. That's a low bar. That's a low bar. Um, Knowing that young people's brains are not fully developed until age 25, dot, 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 right. At least wants to establish the minimum age of 14. Uh, what about those 11 years, Pete? I don't get it. I, I don't get it. Uh,
0: yeah. Why would he choose such a a young age for that?
1: When... I don't know. And those are two sentences apart. Uh, he's got a citation here, global study of children deprived of liberty, general justice in migration related recommendations. Uh, so maybe he's following those recommendations. If he is, he should have said it. Um, anyway, moving on. Remove youths. Now, I'm not sure about youths. Youths. I think youth is a plural and singular. So, But I'm not going to argue with a little scholar, right? Youths. Well, I don't know. I don't know either. He will fully fund the Juvenile Justice Reform Act. Great. How much will that cost? Where are you going to get the money? What's fully fund mean? Ensure that every state has the resources to implement the requirements of the act, including the provisions to remove youths from adult jails. Wow! Remove them. Wow! What's the price tag, Pete? How are you going to do that? I mean, if you've got a rural jail that's got twelve or fifteen beds, and you're going to remove remove youth from there, where are you going to put them? If there's two of them. I, I mean, I, it, it's 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 a, a laudable a goal. Right, But uh, give us the details, man. Right. He's going to end. Here we go. It sounds like Bernie here. He's going to end the school-to-prison pipeline for youth. He'll eliminate federal support for policies and practices that contribute to the uh, School to prison. Uh, school-to-prison pipeline. Huh. No citations? What does that mean? Eliminate federal support for policies and practices. What?
0: Well, then he goes on and he says, like, the presence of police in schools and— uh, and some other things.
1: Yeah, it's, it seems a little, and... little vague uh, to me. Those, those are good details. Um, pervasive disparities exist. He'll encourage states to pass legislation that eliminates suspensions for discretionary infractions, such as disrespect or dress code, uh, dress code infractions, where bias is most likely to seep in. He will encourage states to pass legislation. Okay? Uh, what's he going to do? Uh, hey, this is President Pete. Is that what he's going to go by? President Pete? Yep. Um, hey, could do, you, this could you please me, do this for me, would you? Yeah. Okay, good. Are there any incentives? Uh, he's going to direct the Department of Education to issue guidance on alternatives to punitive disciplinary practices, such as restorative justice and use of positive behavioral intervention supports. So he's going to guide them, he's going to encourage them and guide them. Good luck with that. Prioritize enforcement of the ban on Juvenile Mandatory Life Without Parole. Um, Many states have been slow to enforce uh, people's right to resentencing. His administration will assure prompt hearings are scheduled by setting deadlines. All right, he'll encourage states to drop life without parole sentences. I I don't know about this encouragement thing. I don't know, how do you do do that? Maybe he's guarding against uh, a huge price tag on this stuff. But this encouragement thing just doesn't, I don't know how that happens. Yeah, Uh, I don't know how it happens. I certainly don't believe that it would be successful. You know, what what Republican states are gonna follow the recommendations of a Democratic president and one who has got some uh, left-leaning characteristics here? Um, Mm -hmm. Remove barriers to justice-involved youth participating in federally funded programs by ending participation bans on children with juvenile criminal records and banning excessive participation fees. Seems like stuff he could do, Yep. Uh, so good. He wants to initiate a Families of Incarcerated Children program in the Children's Bureau of the Administration of Children and Families in the Department of Health and Human Services, will build off previous efforts to promote best practices, requiring facilities to file guidelines, and ensuring parents do not lose parental rights simply because they're incarcerated. Well, some good details there. Um, No mention of money, uh, either from the expense side or from the revenue side. Wants to ensure fairness and equity for system-involved youth. Um, Good citations. He will promote reforms that take on disparity will promote the use of racial impact statements. An idea which was pioneered in Iowa and quickly catching on in other states. So he's promoting things, he's suggesting things, he's using the power of his office. Maybe, you know, maybe that will be more than a dog and pony show, but it takes a lot more than encouragement to get states to change their practices, and particularly when the encouragement is coming from somebody from another party who doesn't uh, necessarily here understand how difficult this stuff is to get to happen. Right. Uh, Enact the Eliminating Debtors' Prisons for Kids Act. Um, incentivize the elimination of fines and fees in children he'll also push to expand this to children tried as adults so you're going to get that through the senate pete uh what's it going to cost i don't know so he's got a he's got one other one here um and the automatic transfer of immigration children in custody to ice detention on their 18th birthdays um people promote partnerships with nonprofit organizations that have resources to sponsor these teenagers hmm. he's going to promote it well is he going to fund it yeah i don't um, know man it's got a i don't of know there. i don't know what he thinks that a president's going to do he's not like a mayor <laughs> you know mayors can get stuff done that way because they pull their staff in and they say hey i'm running this stuff take care of this take care of that that's not true with the federal government it's certainly not true when it comes to what is Outside the jurisdiction, it's sort of like the mayor of a city saying, "You know, I want the county to change the way that they jail people." Well, you're going to encourage it. You're <laughs> going to promote it because there's nothing you can do about it. Right. You're going to go to the county commission as the mayor. You're going to form a task force. You're going to put some money. by how are you going to do these things? So the whole next section and in- inhumane punishment and ensure better incarceration conditions um, wants to protect the humanity of all people. Okay. Yep support a constitutional amendment to abolish the death penalty period support. no explanation nothing support it uh so who's gonna do that
0: yeah i'm pretty sure that's where's dangerous. that gonna
1: happen we're gonna start in the house okay we'll start in the house right, whatever i don't it's just <laughs> it's just nonsense reduce the over reliance on solitary confinement and abolish its prolonged use um Okay, doesn't say how. He will incentivize states to follow the federal government's lead in abolishing the use of solitary confinement for children. Well, okay, um, I think I missed a sentence in here somewhere. Um, I This is weak here. He doesn't talk about how he's going to do it at the federal level, let alone how and how much he's going to spend to incentivize it. I think we're getting adrift here of... Uh, a pattern of I, it's almost as reckless as, as, as Bernie's. Yeah. You know, Warren's did a much better job, uh, you know, from what we've seen so far. Prioritize suicide prevention, uh, suicide reduction in prison, a vigorous review, um, and take steps to address staffing shortages, improving mental health services, reduce the use of solitary confinement, acts of self-harm, he will take steps. Uh, let's see. Where's the paragraph I'm looking for? Step one, step two, step three. Ah, oh, not there. Yeah. Sorry, Pete. You're a smart, dude, man. But uh, he when you read this.
0: He just read in the time like... to turn in his term paper here. <laughs>
1: and... <laughs> that's that's the next term paper. The next one is so how I'll do it. Right. Um, ensure all correctional and detention facilities provide medically necessary treatment and appropriate detention conditions. Protect the health of trans and gender non-conforming people. Protect the health of women. Provide incarcerated people with HIV. Reform and strengthen the Rape Elimination Act. Um, And I'm scanning through there here and. He's not providing
0: people with HIV. It's treatment for HIV. Don't.
1: Treatment. Let me. People look to create grant regulations that raise the level and standard. Um, I think this is just. Some stuff that doesn't have much detail. Once we remove the Medicaid exception for incarcerated people, going to get through uh, Congress. How? Holy cow. Yeah. Restore Pell Grant access. He will massively, listen to this, he will massively increase the Title I funding from the federal government for states that commit to supporting K 12 education of justice involved. A, <laughs> he will massively increases. Pete, when a Democrat running for president uses the term massively increase, uh-huh. us folks in the middle class get the heebie-jeebies. What are you talking about here? I, I, I don't know. I, I wonder if Pete read this. I, I would think a Rhodes scholar would have the red pen out. And in the margins, it would cross out massively and say, whoa. And for each of these would say, how, how, yeah. how, or how and when, how and when, what's the priority? So once again, we see a candidate using the term plan, uh, and what he means instead is here are my goals, promoting my values, right. you know? And for that, I give him credit. You know, I, I, I don't want to diminish what he's trying to talk about here, but look at the Lord, it's a lack of uh, specifics. Here's what promote fair wages and job training opportunities. Wow, good. Pete will promote reforms and will partner with the private sector to provide training. No money? No incentives? No, just, no jobs? Just jobs. You know, we have, uh, you know, people being released from prison presum- 10,000 people a year in Michigan, six 7,000 people a year in other states, 40,000, 50,000 people in other states. These are massive, now I'll use the word massive numbers. And when you're promoting jobs, and you see in Louisiana the other day, um, they announced uh, some biotech stuff that created over the next five years. 135 jobs that right. pay in the neighborhood of fifty thousand dollars. 135 jobs. We're looking at seven, eight thousand people a year getting released with no employment history. What? Are, how are we going to deal with this massive thing? He wants to promote fair wages and job training. It doesn't. It doesn't get us jobs. It's very weak. We'll see what he says under the next section about this. About uh, he wants to bolster reintegration. Well, this uh, is the first candidate who's used the word. Bolster. Yeah. Um, And we'll see. uh, We'll see what that means. But we've seen a lot of promotion and encouragement, some incentivization we'll see here. So we make some statements. uh, Interesting. uh, No citations about the data, uh, which is strange. Um, But to help returning citizens reintegrate significantly reduce the use of supervised release on the federal level by limiting it to two years, cutting burdensome requirements and technical constraints, and making it harder to be sent back to prison for small violations. Through the use of grants and allocated matching funds, uh-huh. Pete will incentivize states to improve probation and parole practices. Okay, more um, from somewhere, yep. How did, how did we jump from supervised release at the federal level to incentivizing states? States have nothing to do with the federal supervision of post-release federal prisoners. Nothing.
0: Yeah, that was the. That's a type of
1: I think maybe I hope don't they understand that. Um, I don't know. It looks like they've conflated something here. So that's weak. Ensure with that people with convictions have the freedom to access education, jobs, housing, and health care. Um, period. He's gonna insure it, doesn't explain it. Oh my God. Well,
0: no, no, there there are, are bullets. There, there are some
1: bullets. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> on the next page. Okay. Sorry, sorry, Pete. All right, I, I didn't realize the bullets were a different shade, meaning there's subtext. Yes. And it's indented here, okay. Pagination is a problem, Pete.
0: Yeah, it really is in this document.
1: So, some of the major headers have been at the bottom of a page. Yeah, and that's simple stuff. I mean, doesn't it make you wonder, now this guy just raised like, uh, don't quote me on this, but I think he raised like, uh, I don't know, $23 million last quarter. Do you think he could spend some time getting somebody to format stuff and getting somebody to read this? I, I, I don't know. Or
0: to, or to it... make it as a web page rather than yeah. a, a paginated, like you're looking at yeah. pieces of paper. Uh, yep. Yeah. Anyway.
1: A, uh, ensure that people with convictions as a freedom, access, education, jobs, housing, health care, support ban in the box, increase availability of tax credits and bond insurance, Lift barriers from accessing public benefits, incentivize states to abolish practices to respect restrict people with criminal records. So let's look at that heading again: access to education. Yeah. Uh, don't see that. Nope. Access to jobs. Uh, just professional licenses. Yeah. Uh, that's not much. Housing. Housing. Uh, let's see. No. Hmm. Public benefits. but uh, Yeah, that's not much, and it doesn't say it. The only... Um, job, the, only, the, the jobs thing is the
0: band-a-box uh, bullet, is the big one. But, yeah.
1: That's not... That doesn't create jobs. That, in, in fact, there's research that shows that yes. what employers do is they interview fewer people of color. Uh, there's unintended consequences here. Now, here's the deal, man. If I know this, he should know this. His people, his staff should know this. I don't know who wrote this paper, but it was it was a student.
0: They're, they're not one of our members.
1: Um, no, well. well, either one of them wrote it. Um, although I I think we had we're up to thirty-seven, uh, so wow, we're we've we've really we're hitting. It. That's like a small city, a really small <laughs> city, <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> So, you know, very 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 weak. Um, and this is the big one. This would be the place where I would say, wow, let's see what he's going to do about. Jobs and housing, those are the big ones, and very weak, very poor. Yep, yep. Um, restore the rights of people voting.
0: incarcerated um, people to, to vote,
1: yep. Yeah, uh, how? Congress is in play here. Um, wants to amend the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act to protect these folks. No mention here of getting it through Congress. Ensure that people with criminal convictions are eligible to serve on juries with no explanation nor any point of how and when, um, which is a state issue.
0: That's not a, that's not a point I recall seeing in the, others, in the other candidates. Uh, uh... No,
1: and I don't think it's a very big point. Um, but you know that juries are often uh, racially uh, disparate, so right. it's an issue, but they didn't say it, and all he does is says he's gonna insure it, and he doesn't explain at all how, doesn't really explain why, I suppose if you read a citation, you can get it, but I just don't know why you would put a bullet in there without any any follow up. Yeah. Um, encourage people with convictions to apply for small business administration loans. Encourage them. Okay, man. Hey, you guys. Yeah. Come on. Hey, this is President Pete. Go for it. Encourage automatic expungement. People encourage efforts to make expungement free, automatic, and broadly available. Good, Pete.
0: Yep. Well, Great. Plenty, of, plenty of encouragement.
1: Now he uh, has a section here on reforming uh, police. And uh, man oh man, uh, this goes on for many pages. It's by far uh, the most detailed, at least from, um, from length, just kind of scanning it here. Right. Um, and opens up uh, not with the kudos. Uh, just goes directly into talking about the victims across the country. Black and Latinx men and women tense up at the sight of blue and red police lights in the rear view mirrors, wondering if they'll be the next Philandro Castile or Sandra Bland. Well, um, and then he says they're overworked, departments lack the resources, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. He has enormous opportunity to improve uh, policing for everyone. Um, all right, let's see what he wants practices and policies, promote legislation promote policies and training to raise the legal standards, uh, no price tag, not any clarity on what is the form for promotion, how will that work, uh, support departments that actively strengthen community relationships and implement community policing, support. Pete will encourage departments to do this. <laughs> He's, I don't know, his president is cheerleader here, I'm not sure what, what he thinks, I don't know why he thinks that this is going to work. Um, invest in community-based health care, especially mental health services and other front-end social supports um, will minimize the need for police officers to serve as de facto social and allow them to resume their primary role as guardians. That's all he says about
0: it. Yeah, it seems a little bit like Pete's uh, just ignorant of how the government works in a lot of these, like these ideas of it sounds like you're asking just a random person on the street what would you do if you were president. They would be. Well, I would
1: end this. I would end that.
0: They would be. Uh, yeah, I would. I would do this. I would. En- I would encourage. I would. I would lead, and people would follow. Um, and the actual nitty gritty is, uh, there's a.
1: The government is more viscous than he. Uh, well, seems to think. rebels are in the deep. But what's odd about it is mayor. He knows that. Yeah, it's it's not like it's not like he's only served time in Congress. It's not like he's only been an elected official. He's not a he's not a Biden. You know, he's right. not a he's not a Bernie Sanders that has always been on the legislative side of things I I'm, I'm, I'm quite surprised. Frankly, I yeah. had expected a lot more. He's got a whole list of things he wants to do to promote accountability. He's got some things in here that are under the, you know, the federal purview. Um, you know, here's here's one uh, develop incentives to encourage states to standardize and make public data related to the use of force, et cetera, et cetera, um, as a precondition for federal grants, uh, to publish documents such as protocols and manuals that promote transparency. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. He's gone from a uh, from high level to in the weeds here about manuals. That He's providing resources to states that enable law enforcement agencies to track key metrics, there's no explanation, there's no price tag. He wants to reinvigorate the Civil Rights Division, doesn't say how, bolster the funding, doesn't say how much, doesn't say how, encourage departments to hold police officers accountable. He wants to leverage federal law enforcement funding to ensure states and localities develop strong disciplinary procedures. Um, huh, Really? Yeah. No specifics, no citations, you know. Uh, and then it goes into a section about training and, and recruiting, and it's really good uh, value-laden policy-level goals, but really uh, not much uh, by way of um, details
0: uh, of how to do anything.
1: Yeah. Of how to do it, you know. Um, let's just go ahead and jump here. We're we're pretty close to end time. Ensure justice for all. All right. Here we go. Ensure hey, it.
0: That's in the national anthem. Not,
1: you're not going to bolster it. You're not going to encourage it. You're not going to, you know, any of those is going to insure it. Right. Uh, take full advantage of opportunities, reduce barriers of accountability, incentivize states to process their evidence backlogs, doesn't say how, says what, that's good, doesn't say how, that's bad.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Compensate the unjustly incarcerated. More money out of thin air. Uh, let's see. People encourage states to pass legislation compensating wrongfully convicted individuals at least fifty thousand per year imprisoned. Oh, let's see, what's the citation? How the wrongfully convicted are compensated for years lost, C B News, C B S News. So there's a news program. Um, huh, I suppose you could do the math on that. So what's the price tag? What are you gonna pay for it? Promote restorative justice? That's good. He's gonna promote it. That's nice. Um, eliminate barriers to immigration's cooperation he's got three specifics here that are within his purview Um, he's got some good specifics uh, there now here's interesting he ends with a scripture yeah I noticed that too blessed is he who secures justice for the oppressed with bold action we can finally bring our criminal justice system in line with our deepest values Uh, bold action bold goals I don't action. see a lot of bold action. I see a lot of uh, promotion, encouragement, some incentivization, some details, very little by way of price tag. And um, I frankly, I put this, uh, you know, behind Biden's, which was incredibly weak wow. from a value position. Yeah. Um, but I, I, Kamala Harris, is better than this. Yes. And uh, Warren's is much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so I have to give uh, Rhodes Scholar, uh, you know, a C, maybe a C plus for his citations and his links. Yeah. Uh, so but I would write in the margin: "You can do better than this. Work <laughs> harder to come up with some details."
0: Yes. Disappointing. So a thing I noticed uh, when we were about halfway through, you know how each of the each of the footnotes has a has a link with it? They yeah. aren't they aren't actually links. They're just what blue. They? They're just blue text. Like. Clicking in the document doesn't take you to the to a website like I take it all back hyperlinks do, so C it's back to a C it's it, it's like he's he gives you that impression that they're links and How if would you, you do that and if somehow in however he he exported this from his from his Microsoft Word or whatever uh, didn't some of them are underlined some of them aren't it uh, as as a uh, as a tech as the tech person on this show i uh i have to take what some, are you saying i have to, take, I have to take some points off for uh for just the inability to publish a document on the internet um,
1: right are you are you implying i'm not a tech person i just i just i'm implying uh, I, I, can barely, I can barely believe it don't <laughs> let our listeners think that i i am not techie. i mean well, so how do i scroll again exactly
0: you uh, first you print it out, and then you just shuffle the papers around well, on the
1: desk. So go back, go back to the web uh, page he has, right? And when you uh, click on the endnote number, and you go to the link, it does in fact link to the actual citation. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Right, because that's you a, know. So I think you're. This right. This is why I it should it be something. a web page and web page. It was something in the
1: translation. Um, yes. So and the,
0: the maybe whole, one of the... like the whole benefit of this. HTML, hypertext markup language that we use on the internet is that you can put citate, like it was originally written as a way to add citations yeah. to text. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the fact that he would drop the ball on that is um, disappointing. So yeah. Pete, I would encourage you to publish this some
1: other way. Well, and, and so one of the things to think about too here is, you know, why, why, why did we pick, you know, Pete is the next candidate. I mean, he's, He's surging a bit in the polls. He's now into double digits. He surpassed Kamala Harris at all national polls, and he looks like he's going to be viable really? in the first a couple of primaries. And I predicted that, um, I don't know if I did it in the show or not, but I predict that he'll come in third um, by the time they get to New Hampshire. And they have a fight in his hands in South Carolina, which he will lose. Um, his support of, uh, by African-Americans is very, very weak. And it certainly has something to do uh, with the fact that he's gay. Um, and we're gonna uh, see that big time in South Carolina. Interesting. After South Carolina, I suspect that he's gonna be uh, running for chief of staff, which I would uh, recommend would be a great uh, spot for him. Yep. He's so young, we're gonna see him again. There's some that would say, and some have said, there's a, a link to this you could find, that he'll be our first gay president. The fact that he's not going to win this presidency doesn't mean that that's not true. Exactly. He is a young guy. You know, I think he's, uh, I think he's thirty-seven. So he um, is
0: thirty-seven. Yes.
1: Yeah. So I mean, he's got a lot of space. He he didn't run for Congress. He was encouraged to do so. So I'm not sure what he's going to do. But he's got a great ability to raise money. He's one of the most thoughtful people. Um, but when we dig into the detail, I'm quite surprised, if not shocked that we didn't see this. I thought that I was gonna see the best plan. That's what I thought, Mm -hmm. and it's just not true. Uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren still comes out on top, out of what appears to be now the top four candidates. Yeah, it it just uh, was a little too shallow on the details. Yeah, we may may want to switch gears uh, a little bit here. We can go in a lot of directions with other shows, but I am interested in what the candidates are saying now about racial disparity. Um, because of the the link with uh, injustice in the so-called justice system so we take a look at that in future episodes we may want to take a look at at some other things but uh, we'll see All right,
0: I'm going to bounce thank you Dennis this has been great bye I would encourage you to have a good day
1: (laughs) I really want to prioritize for you you making this a good day and encourage you to look on the bright side and find some things you can do I don't know what they are but find out some things you can do to have a good day.
0: Thank you very much, Dennis. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you like what you've just heard, you can support us by telling a friend or sharing us on social media. All of our episodes can be found on our website, seekjustice.fm. If you'd like to get in touch with us, we can be reached at seekjusticefm at gmail.com or via our Twitter account at seekjusticefm. See you next week.